0: hello friends and welcome to episode number 143 of Backflips and maple dips it's patrick here in halifax nova scotia he's justin anderson out in saskatoon saskatchewan justin how are you doing
1: i'm doing all right yeah back into the heat out here so i'm sweating again but uh looking forward i'm maybe going back to my office next thursday for the first time since pre-covid so that could be fun um the The whole mask mandate and restrictions are getting lifted here in Saskatchewan on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see what society looks like uh, next Monday.
0: (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm just gonna never not wear a mask now. I just don't see the point. I just, anything I can do to hide my face, if, if I can get away with it, I'm gonna do it. I'll
1: definitely be wearing one like when I go to like the grocery store and when I ride public transit for sure.
0: Oh yeah. my lord! Public I can't transit. believe it's been like what, two? Not two, uh, a year and a half.
1: Year and a half. We're in. I think we're in like month seventeen or something now, something uh, like that. 15, 16, somewhere in there. Second
0: <laughs> dose for me is on Tuesday, so I Ooh. definitely am going to be out of commission after that.
1: Yeah, that's that's weak. I I had nothing. Nothing happened to me on my second dose. Oh, yeah, Mr. Zero side
0: over here. Okay, well, I mean, as usual, follow us on Twitter at BFMB Podcast. Check us out on all those uh, regular stations you could check us out on. So iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Anchor, I'm probably missing a bunch. Uh, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about some, I, I guess, news. Uh, The two games that the Jays did play uh, and then uh, let's preview Tampa as much as we can uh, because we're kind of stuck because they haven't announced very many pitchers for this one. So spoiler alert, uh, the preview is going to suck a little bit, but uh, you know what? Uh, We're having fun. The Yankees are losing right now. So, I mean, today was a good day.
1: Yeah, well, as good as it could be, considering that we're getting rained out, uh, the remnants of Hurricane Elsa are passing over the Baltimore area tonight, leading to a lot of rainfall. So they've they've said that this game is going to be made up as part of a doubleheader on September 11th. So we'll get a, a 9-11 doubleheader, which is kind of interesting, on the 20th anniversary of September 11th. So Wow, 20. Eh? 20 years, eh? That's
0: wild. Is that going to be in...
1: It'll be in Baltimore. Uh, I was going to say, I believe, yeah, I think we have one more trip to Baltimore. And yeah, it's not until September. We don't really see them again much until September. We see them them, uh, at home at the end of August and then we see them again at home in uh, October as well for the final Mm -hmm. season. But we've got one more road series at Camden Yards from the 10th to the 12th of uh, September. So we'll get four games in there. Yep. Would
0: you say we made the most of our games against the Baltimore? Oh, well, we're
1: six and three so far. Could easily be uh eight and one, I would say. But uh it is what it is. We'll take six and three. That's that's a recipe for winning baseball. Win two out of three games, like we keep saying.
0: Yep, that's how you do it. So let's just let's get right into the games. Yeah. And talk about this absolute yeah. catastrophe of a first game.
1: Yeah, it wasn't good. So for those who missed uh, Tuesday's game, the Jays lost 7 to 5. It was a Steven Matz and Trent Thornton masterclass in how not to pitch. Stephen um, Steven Matz was looking okay through the first 3 innings. He was cruising along, giving a couple of, a couple, little bit of hard contact. It was able to get a hit rate right to his outfielders, but then in the 4th the wheels kind of fell off a little bit. He gave a couple of home runs. Four runs in total. Uh, one of them was unearned due to a Beau Bichette throwing error. I've seen that a lot lately. And then they brought in Trent Thornton, who was only able to get two outs. And in the process of doing that, he lobbed three more hits, including a home run as well. Uh, so that wasn't ideal. Um, the Jays were only able to muster five, uh, five runs in total. And only one off of the rookie starting pitcher, uh, Watkins. Who was making his first career start and second career public appearance? He held the Jays to one hit, or one run on three hits over five innings. He walked three and struck out two, so he did what he needed to do. And the Jays were able to get a few runs off of the bullpen, but it was a little bit too little too late. Anytime you go down seven to one after five, you're gonna have a tough time coming back. Um, Vladdy did hit his 28th home run. Gurriel hit a homer, and so did Grichuk. So the Triple G combination was hitting uh Home runs that game and that was about it. Uh yeah, just uh a, a bad fourth and fifth inning really cost the blue jays here, hey Patrick.
0: Yep, yeah, I am sad. Uh although I would say that I'm more sad that Steven Matz appears to be on the struggle bus.
1: Hey, it was it was his second appearance off the COVID aisle, so it's we'll, let's give him one more time before we start anointing him as terrible.
0: Okay, fair. I know uh your friend and mine chris henderson yeah did not hesitate i saw
1: he mentioned you in tweet there <laughs> of course uh oh you down. know
0: what well let's you're right let's wait and see uh rough week for trent thornton uh yeah. certainly uh wasn't able to uh escape his performance without getting uh, hit hard and uh immediately after this game, uh, he was sent down to Triple A to make space uh, for
1: our new our new acquisition, That's Mr. Right. Trevor Trevor Richards. Because uh, on the sixth as well, which was Tuesday, uh, the Jays made a trade. Patrick Marsh they traded Rowdy Telez to the Milwaukee Bye, Brewers Rudy. for reliever Trevor Richards and a minor league right-hander named Bowden Francis. Um, so that was the trade that was made. I'm just going to pull up Trevor Richards' stats on the old fangraph machine here.
0: Well, while you do that, let's just say, um, I'm starting to get a little concerned about this trend that's happening. Uh, we've seen now three first basemen, uh, in succession traded to the Milwaukee Brewers.
1: <laughs> yeah, they all died so that, st- so that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. could live.
0: When does it stop?
1: It stops now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I sure hope it does. Uh, no, uh, best of luck to Rowdy. He clearly uh, could use a fresh start as he was just he was not able to get uh, enough uh, appearances with us uh, here, uh, with the Jays. Uh, it kind of sucks, but uh, he just wasn't able to recapture the glory of last year. Uh, and as a result, he has moved on. Do you have any yeah. final things you want to say with regards to uh, Rowdy Teles and perhaps uh, his legacy?
1: He was really good for 35 games, and we all anointed him as the next coming of something. And I don't know what it was, but I wish him all the best. I think that uh, he definitely has value and as a left-handed power bat He's got to just play, he's got to play well, he's got to hit to stay in a major league lineup because he doesn't have the, the versatility of playing other positions like lots of teams want these days. So he's, he's got to hit to stay alive, and I hope that he does because uh, it seems like every time a first baseman gets sent to Milwaukee, they uh, they do decently well. So best of luck, Ray Tellez.
0: Yep, I'm happy to report so far he's gone uh, one for five with a single and two strikeouts. So, uh, right around that 200 mark, that's about what he hit uh, so far this season with the J. So, uh, unfortunately for him, he's hitting 182, yeah. uh, 250, 333 is a slash his last 15 games. Uh, that's not great, but Rowdy is uh, still a young buck. You know, he's only 26 years old. Tons of time. Uh, on a milwaukee team that's probably on the downturn they're winning their
1: division by a lot
0: (laughs) they are but yeah but they're they're going to this is their window and i feel like it's closing pretty quickly
1: yeah hard to say they do a decent job of making trades and signing free agents so
0: the Cubbies are kind of i keep forgetting every time i think about that division i keep forgetting the cubs are self-destructing and pittsburgh was never any good so milwaukee can beat up on two teams in particular and have in the last couple weeks
1: yeah anyway Um, let's talk about trevor richards so richards is acquired uh to be a uh late innings reliever frankly uh this guy used to be a starting pitcher he's this is his first year as a full-time reliever and so they paid dividends already his uh Average fastball velocity is up to 92.5, which is about uh, 1.5 miles per hour, higher than his career high average season before this. So he's throwing a lot harder. Uh, He's managed to up his strikeout rate. His career strikeout rate is just about 9, and it's now at 11.5. The walks are at 3.3, which is pretty standard, and the home runs are at 1.38, which is, again, just below league average. So this guy definitely brings uh, in a lot of uh, experience. He's had uh, 80 or 52 career starts, and he's been in 86 games, over 300 innings. He's 28 years old. Um, th- he is in uh, arbitration for uh, three more years. He's not a free agent until 2025. So he's a guy with a lot of team control, which the Blue Jays love. And he's going to come in and he immediately replace Trent Thornton on the roster. Uh, Charlie Wintoso said that Anthony Kay is now the long man. More on that later, but uh Trevor Richards is going to come in. He hasn't pitched yet. Likely would have pitched today, but of course we got rained out. No,
0: he pitched so. yeah, uh yesterday. Oh, did he pitch
1: yesterday? Oh yeah. He did. I...
0: He pitched after you uh, left the right. game after five. Sorry, Richards yeah, my bad. Came in and yeah. just kind of had a yeah. very ho hum one inning where nothing happened except he struck a guy out which is good i forgot that
1: he pitched between ryu and k yesterday i I forgot i I just thought i must have like blinked for that inning because i missed that (laughs) that's
0: okay i thought (laughs) the brewers were bad but let's talk about these splits here uh with trevor richards yeah uh he is an absolute ace against lefties uh the era he's sporting against lefties so far this year 1.72 holy smokes uh, yep. lefties are only hitting 132 against him. Uh, however, against righties, his ERA is 5.29. Opponents are hitting 258 against him. So he... That's only in 17 innings, though, of, yeah. of, of relief. So he got lit up a couple times by righties. Um, is there anything here that concerns you, looking into the details of his split? Not really.
1: Even his career splits, uh, he gets hit harder by righties than lefties. Yeah. So... I feel Isn't like as it? a as a and we have to remember that uh, this season is his first as a full time reliever. So, um, his his career average against lefties is like two fifty and uh, or two thirty two, and his career average against righties is two seventy one. So he's actually backed those numbers off a little bit this year as a reliever. And I think it's 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 going to inter- be interesting to watch how he attacks those left handed pitchers. We've seen a couple of guys come in that that do like kind of have reverse splits. So. Um it's interesting to me that a, that a righty is so much better against left-handed pitchers. You must have a good changeup or something, because that's typically where you see that that happen. Um I'm looking at his pitch mix right now. Yeah, he does have a good changeup, so that would be why uh that would be why he does so good against uh left-handed batters as a right-handed pitcher.
0: You know what? I'm happy to have him on because he's an instant upgrade. Uh I Huge. do feel bad for Trent Thornton. I don't. Um, okay, fair enough. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, But still, uh, yeah, I agree. Big upgrade. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, coming down the stretch. If any more moves are made, uh, there probably will be. That's just the way that it is. uh, If this team is going to have any chance at contending. Uh, But yeah, welcome to the team. Um, Yeah. I don't want to poop on this team too hard for their performance on Tuesday. Because really, it comes down to... Uh, A very rough outing for Trent Thornton, who's not on the team anymore, so let's just move on. Oh, shout out to Guriel, who went three for four with two ribbies, uh, and as you mentioned, a home run. He is white hot right now. Uh, It's unbelievable. He's hitting 339 his last 15 games. Uh, The struggle that he had at the beginning of the season is, is kind of a thing of the past, isn't it?
1: It sure seems to be, and um, yeah, it's good to see. Uh, the other guy that we got in this trade with the Brewers too is a, uh, uh, Bowden Francis. He's a Triple A pitcher in the Milwaukee system. He was with their Triple A team this year, which is it was his first time at Triple A. So far in seven games, uh, all starts, he was four and two, with a 3.49 ERA and an xpip of 4.71. Um, with that reason being that he hadn't given up a ton of home runs yet. He was well below his career norms for home runs, so that would be why the XFIP is so high compared to the ERA. Uh, He strikes out this season nine batters per nine, so about a batter per inning, 2.79 walks, and under one home run per nine innings. Um, Yeah, just a a a real depth arm here. The guy's 25. um, Could be somebody who goes into that triple A rotation and maybe if he pitches well, earns himself a spot start or a call up if somebody gets injured later in the season. So just some early depth to go along. It's, it's quite, quite the haul for Rowdy Telez. I don't know. Like, I feel like Rowdy Telez has had more value than I, that I feel he did, I guess. So probably, I guess good okay. for Rowdy.
0: <laughs> probably living off of the 35 games
1: 20. from last season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably living off of that a little bit. Um,
1: Hey, we'll take it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, definitely an overpay by Milwaukee, but, I mean, it fills a gap that yeah, they, they had. Yeah, they had a need. Uh, yeah. Former Toronto Blue Jays legend, uh, <laughs> Daniel Vogelbach, uh, hit the IL. Yeah, he's uh, out for,
1: like, six, six to eight weeks, I think, or something. Uh, so.
0: Yeah, they immediately needed help, and Rowdy fills that need, and we were able to get an arm that we needed. and. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're looking at it differently, though. Hard to say. Milwaukee had an immediate need that they filled immediately and while they did have to trade quality reliever it's not like they broke the bank so it's no a, it's a win-win for everybody including yeah. rowdy oh.
1: let's talk about wednesday's game this one was much much different story Hunjin uh, ryu finally had a, a, a better start he was able to give the jays five solid innings walked two struck out seven give it five hits and one run and for the first time in a while did not give up any home runs um he yeah, took him took him eighty six pitches to get those five innings, fifty six for strikes. So still not as efficient as as we've seen Ryu, but the fact that he was able to kind of get that changeup back was nice to see. And then offensively, the Jays were uh, by the time he pitched his final inning, they were already up seven to nothing. So uh, then he he left in a seven to one lead, which is nice to see. Uh, shot hit a three run shot or a two run shot in that game. Kevin Biggio had a couple of doubles. Teoscar had a couple of doubles. Vladi had three singles. Drove in a couple of runs as well, too. It was a really well-rounded approach. Uh, the only starters who didn't have a hit were uh, Randall Grittrick and George Springer. Springer had a rough game. He went 0 for 4. No strikeouts. Every ball was in play. Uh, Grittrick did have an RBI, but also struck out twice. Uh, Biggio actually moved over to the first base. They pinch they pinched hit Santiago Espinall for Vladi um, in the eighth inning, and he had a hit. And then they moved Biggio from third to first, so it's good to see Cavan uh, get some innings over there because I think he's kind of our de facto backup first baseman now behind Vlad. So good to see him over there. Uh, the Jays really the Jays pitching staffs get are ten hits in total. Five of them were given up by Ryu and five were given up by Anthony K. Uh, he gave up a one run over an inning and two thirds, struck out a couple, lots of base runners though. Uh, Richards, as you as Patrick mentioned, had a clean inning, struck out one in his Blue Jay debut. To amaze the strikeout the only batter he faced, and then Rafael Dolis came in for what I'm assuming was a long ass inning. I I stopped watching after the seventh inning because I was doing other things, and yep. Dolis sure uh, walked one and struck out two in an inning of work. So I guess good to see him put up a zero at least. The Jays were all over Matt Harvey again, Patrick. Uh, three and two thirds. He gave up six of the runs on nine hits. Um, his ERA is at seven point seven zero. I think I saw somewhere that the highest recorded single-season ERA among qualified pitchers is like 7.71 in the modern era. So Matt Harvey is pushing the envelope there. So good for him, I guess. Got to set a record somehow. Uh, what, were, what were your you thoughts on this one? Up.
0: You can't help but feel for the guy. I mean, yeah. Watching him, it was three nothing before he had uh, three outs. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that's tough. It, yeah, his, his last seven games, he's 0 and 4 with a 9.2 ERA. Well, yeah, he hasn't
1: won since the beginning of May.
0: He's gotten absolutely hammered by the Jays uh, when we've played him. Uh, it didn't get any easier for the pen either, <laughs> even no. though they only uh, got an inning or two apiece. Oops. Uh, Oops
1: sorry, I put my mic over there. Apologize for that. That's
0: okay. <laughs> um, uh, run given up by Plutko. Uh, Lothar also gave up a run, although he did K2, so, I mean, I don't know, Baltimore, it's like, they have, like, no pitching, but their hitting is actually quite good.
1: Yeah, they, that's not, their, the, the hitting isn't their problem, yeah, it's all just been pitching for them, so. Yep,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. they have a couple of holes in their lineup, especially the bottom uh, four guys, so McKenna, Valleca, Laba, and Wins are all struggling at the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when half your lineup is battling the Mendoza line, you're you're gonna have a bad you're having, time. You're having a real bad time. Uh, a lot of OPSs <laughs> below six hundred uh, in the in that uh, bottom part of the. But their top part of their lineup is quite good. Cedric Mullins, man, he's just an an absolute just athlete. I have yeah. I I've been excited for uh to to watch an opposing player uh in center field like this since probably like mm, no i don't even want to say kevin kiermaier because the rays uh let's just let's just stick with cedric mullins though um you called it he was he's you know getting the all-star nod and probably uh deserves the start
1: yeah, he, he he might get it too over top of uh, Mike Trout, who's not gonna play, of course. So could be, could see we should see Mullen start in center field, I believe. So he, uh, be he
0: he's he's, got, he's on track to flirt very heavily with thirty thirty, which to me is uh, one of the hallmarks of an excellent baseball player. Uh, any comments on thirty thirty?
1: No, I think you're right. I I can't disagree with you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I think back to like the pre steroid Barry Bonds, where he was hitting mash in thirty and stealing thirty. Yeah, he even did 40-40 before the roids. Uh, allegedly.
1: Allegedly. <laughs> uh,
0: allegedly, could have been before. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Bo Bichette though. Yeah, Von he's
1: been, Beau Bichette's almost up to three hundred on the season now after being down in the two sixties for a while there.
0: I see. This here's the thing. The thing that frustrates me about Bo. And it has nothing to do with uh, with him as like a person. It's frustrating as hell to watch him throw these god-awful throws from short to first. And then Vladdy gets him out of trouble more often than not. But the throwing yeah. errors are really frustrating. But also, I understand what his strategy is at the plate. It's to get two strikes on the board immediately and then fight his way to getting a home run or a double or whatever. And god damn it i've never seen a hitter so effective with two strikes it's like he loves to have his back against the wall
1: yeah he's played in every game this season so far too patrick marsh he's at 159 career games now so he's almost played the equivalent of one full season when we hit that
0: when we hit that 162 which we will by the end of the series um Let's look. Let's look back. Let's look at his one sixty-two game average, and maybe maybe we can project some things as far yeah. as how quickly he'll make it to the Hall of Fame.
1: It's a little, little, little bit of a, a reach, but yeah, I mean, we can talk about it, I guess. <laughs>
0: no, I'm just. I mean, I just, I just, I'm fascinated by players who have the ability to dig deep and actually pull off clutch hits, especially when they're down two strikes. And Bo does it like almost. It feels like he's done it every friggin' game for a long time now. Um, yeah. He's hitting 370s. He's hitting. No, let's go back 30 games, folks. He's hitting 352 with an OBP of 400 and a slug of 512 in his last 30 games. The struggle at the beginning of the season, gone. Distant memory. This guy is. The hottest shortstop bat right now in baseball. No disrespect intended to Fernando Tatis, but Bo is getting her done, and uh, you got to love it.
1: Yeah, uh, today was supposed to be Alec Manoa, Patrick, but as we mentioned, today's game has rained out, so that will be made up as a part of a doubleheader on September 11th, as we mentioned. So the Jays are headed off to Tampa Bay now uh, for this weekend series. One quick thing before we mention that, uh, the Jays completed a trade with the Reds today. Uh, the Reds had acquired uh, red-headed pitcher Hector Perez from us back in January. Uh, and the player to be named later that we received from the Reds was minor league outfielder uh, Darlin Guzman, who was currently playing in the, with the rookie-level team at the Reds uh, Complex. So he's only 20 years old. Uh, career minor league average is uh, 305, so... So to take him out. He's an outfielder. Um, nothing special there. Left-headed bat, which is nice. But, he's yeah, he's 20 years old. He's going to be quite a ways away. The highest we might see him this year might be in low a, Dunedin. So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, not too much to say about it. Um, this weekend series, tomorrow night, 7.10 Eastern time. The Rays are throwing Shane McClanahan again. We've seen him a couple times this year. He's done quite well against us. For some reason, we just don't do as well against lefties as we do against righties, even though we're still a top 10 offense against left-handers. But the Jays are going to have to decide if they're going to throw Alec Manoa on an extra day's rest or if they want to throw Robbie Ray on regular rest. Interesting to see what they decide to do there. Uh, They haven't announced their starter yet. On Saturday uh, at 1.10 Eastern Time, a little morning game for me, uh, Ross Stripling is going to go up against uh, TBD for the Rays. Could be somebody like Luis Patino again, perhaps we who we saw last weekend. That's and on and on Sunday, another 110 start. Steven Matz will go against TBD. So interesting to see the Jays have a decision to make here. That they could either keep Matz one more start against the for, before the All Star break, or they could go like Minoa, Stripling, and Ray, or Ray, Matt, Stripling, Manoa, perhaps. Interesting to see if they keep Steven Matson. The Rays don't do as well against lefties as the Orioles do, so maybe Steven Matts will have a more favorable matchup here. But it is the drop and we hate the drop. So uh what are we like six games back of the of the Rays right now? Yes. No,
0: yeah. seven. Six seven. and a half. Six
1: and a half back of the Rays, yeah. Yeah, but we're yeah. only what three and a half behind Oakland, I think, for the second wild card spot. So that's good to hear, I guess. Uh, We're five and a half back at Tampa Bay, by the way.
0: Oh, right. I can't can't match. You can't match. Guess what, folks? The Toronto Blue Jays are the team immediately behind Uh, Oakland. Seattle getting the win today bumps them up to three and a half behind. But, of course, they played four more games than we have. And if Mm -hmm. we play those games well, I think we'd probably win more than one of them. So maybe perhaps three of them. Yeah. Uh, since they're juicy games up against the Orioles um, meanwhile how satisfying is it to watch the New York Yankees just crater right now 44 yeah, but- and 42 tied with the Angels uh, who are also uh, actually very hot Cleveland is self-destructing they've lost nine in a row so they might be sellers at the deadline There's just a lot of opportunity for trading coming up very soon. And we're not that far off of a wildcard position, which is kind of exciting because remember how earlier, uh, maybe like two weeks ago, it felt like things were dire? I don't know, man. I'm just getting excited about baseball again, Uh, especially now that we're seeing other teams that we're competing against suffer. It's close. And... As a hot prediction for Sunday, I'm going to say Robert Ray gets the start. Steven Matz doesn't. Interesting, Alec, yeah. Alec Manoa tomorrow night. How do yeah, you feel we'll, about that? We'll
1: see. I, I'd be fine with that. I I just think that we need to start our best three pitchers that we can against the, the Rays. And because Ryu pitched yesterday, he's not going to be on that list. And I think that Steven Matz is our fifth best starting pitcher right now. So.
0: Can you imagine walking into the All-Star break 47 and 40?
1: That would be nice.
0: That would be terrific. That would be we would be it would be more than just where are the 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 next team in line for the wild card spot. We'd be threatening. We would be threatening the Oakland Athletics who have played uh five no five more games than us. Yeah. So If you think about it, if we win all five of those games that we have in hand on them, we would be able to, uh, we'd be in that spot. So there's a lot to think about uh, when it comes to whether or not Toronto should buy or sell. And with a team like Cleveland self-destructing, do you think there's a chance they sell off assets?
1: Yeah, it's possible, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. If they're going to be imploding, they might have. I'm not sure, I haven't looked at their contracts to see who's expiring, but it could be uh, worth them uh, getting some something in return for those guys, for sure.
0: How do you feel about Jose Ramirez? Do you think that he's going to cost way too much? He would certainly solve all of our problems. Uh, he's a free agent at the end of the year. He would solve all of our problems at third base for certain um, but he would probably cost a, an absolute fortune in a trade. Would you rather just, instead of going for like, let's just load up our lineup with absolute power? Maybe um, consider some sort of trade for some starting pitching.
1: I'm pretty sure he has. Doesn't his contract still have two option years on it after this? Uh,
0: yeah, you're. I think you're correct. Yeah. Um, but still. Is it I mean, player or team, options? team? I think they're
1: team options.
0: Team options. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely consider dealing for him. But if I if we were going to pick any part of Cleveland Cleveland apart, I would definitely want some starting pitching. Yeah,
1: their their team options next year would be twelve million, and his age thirty season in twenty twenty three would be fourteen million. So, that's not even that expensive for a very yeah, good that's... player.
0: It's not that bad. Would you do one for one Jordan Groshans for Jose Ramirez?
1: Would Cleveland do that trade?
0: Yeah, I think I they would.
1: Yeah, I, I would it's probably. It's a lot of money.
0: It. They're they've been selling off assets. I mean, yeah. look how many starting pitchers they traded the last two seasons. It's kind of wild. They obviously we're not getting Shane Bieber, but like <laughs> or Aaron Savali. Um, yeah. But maybe picking apart their bullpen might be. They've got quite a few very attractive pieces, like Emmanuel Klaes, James Karinczak, maybe?
1: Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's hard to say.
0: They could be a very sexy trade partner uh, after the All-Star break, but nonetheless, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up?
1: No, I think I've said all I need to say. Uh, We'll see who Charlie Montoyo announces as his starters. I've been watching Twitter and I haven't seen it yet, so... Um, I guess we'll uh, we'll have to wait for tomorrow to, to decide who's gonna pitch for the chase.
0: <laughs> I know. I wish we had more information to, to, to talk about this episode but we right. don't.
1: No, but uh, yeah that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll come back to you Sunday afternoon once the raise game once the second raise game is over with a preview of next week's series. Uh, but for Patrick Marshall in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. Follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Give us a listen. Anchor, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, bunch more places. Find the show, BFMDpodcast.com. Send us your questions, guys. We want to know what, you want, what you're what you thinking before the trade deadline. If there's a trade you want us to analyze or a potential finish you want us to take a look at, let us know. We'll do what we can. But until Sunday, I will see you then.